Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number two, To Stay or Not to Stay. My name is Pete, and joining me today are Matt. Hey, everyone. And Tom. How's everybody doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Episode number two. It's a good feeling. I got, no, got number one behind us. Yeah, I'm excited. It finally took It didn't take that long, I promise. <laughs> so tonight we're going to kind of establish a regular order for our podcast. We'll briefly go through what we're going to discuss in the podcast. Uh, we're going to hit up the latest Disney news, and then we'll roll right into our main topic, um, and again, close with the Disney secret and what to expect from next week. So first up with the news, Tom, what do we got? What are we looking at this week? Yeah, big news week for, uh, for Disney overall. Uh, some of the listeners may know, Happily Ever After has debuted at the Magic Kingdom. It's the new nighttime show over uh, Cinderella Castle. Uh, it replaced Wishes, which was a 14-year running show, and I know a fan favorite for everyone. Um, if you've not had a chance yet to watch Happily Ever After, I actually did watch a lot of viewing and have seen it on YouTube after. It's absolutely fantastic. I think both of us would agree with that, Matt. You, you and I, uh, we've both watched it uh, since it's been released, and it's amazing what they're doing with these castle projections. And I think there was some thoughts that they were trying to move into more castle projections and kind of downplay the fireworks a little bit and based on what we've seen that's not the case at all <laughs> yeah a lot of fireworks i can say i've watched it twice and i loved it it was great yeah i thought it was great and i was a big fan of celebrate the magic and this kind of rolls right in where that left off you know you've got the castle projections with the pyrotechnics and it, it just makes for a great show all around yeah i think i've, I've heard raving reviews um second on our news list uh, tickets have now gone on sale for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. I'll share a little bit of the pricing. On the Halloween Party, the lowest price is $74 for the evening, uh, with the max price being at $115 for the evening. And for Mary's Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, the lowest cost is $89 for the night, and the max is $109 uh, for the night. And that $109 price is uh, all the week before Christmas. Basically, with... With the dates they have, uh, they've released, you'll be able to do these in Magic Kingdom on select nights all the way from August to December. Uh, and there's a 7 p.m. start time for the events. And this is first come, first serve, correct? So you got to buy your tickets online, and when they're gone, they're gone. Correct. It's a ticketed event. Uh, I personally have done Not So Scary, and I'm actually already signed up for Very Merry Christmas. Uh, it's a, a great night uh, for a, a show fireworks and short ride lines yeah and, and i'll say when we did not so scary we space mountain had no wait time you know if, mm -hmm. if you could stay on the ride and ride it again they would have let us do that it there the ride lines were great so it's a great opportunity to meet characters that you wouldn't normally see in the parks but but also to ride some rides with no wait times and one more thing on that if you are planning to do this kind of experience just know that you have to buy a separate park pass to do this. You are not going to be able to stay in the park on a day. Yeah, so your your regular ticket will not get you into this. But yes, if you want to go during the day, you have to have a ticket to Magic Kingdom and then buy the uh, party pass as well. Uh, third bit of Disney news. Uh, this one's pretty interesting. 
Uh, Walt Disney World has actually seen a gain in attendance through the second quarter. Uh, it's up 4% over first quarter and 9% year over year. Uh, so that's uh, quite the bump in, in attendance for uh, for Disney right now. And and I'd like to jump in here and, and say I'm amazed at this. <laughs> I, I really am. Look, I, I know that Disney draws people, but attendance has been down, I guess, in anticipation of everything new that they're coming out with. And so for them to have this big of a bump right before Pandora comes out is pretty amazing and just kind of speaks to the draw that Disney has. Okay, well, let's let's take a step back here and let's think about it. Does the average park goer or amusement park goer really know about the world of Avatar? Are they thinking about that? I mean, that's the kind of thing, that's the message we're giving to our listeners is there's a lot of things coming and we want to prepare them for it. But I, I, ne- I don't necessarily know if everyone's abreast to Disney as our listeners are. Look, with the marketing campaign that Disney's spitting out on this, you'd be hard-pressed not to have seen a commercial or not to have seen an internet ad for it. I think most people that are going to Disney are are aware of it. Um, and, and look, I know that when people plan their Disney trips is often dictated by things outside of, hey, we want to wait for the newest park to open and we want to wait for the newest expansion. I mean, in some cases, I mean, it's a year in advance. Yeah, we're not... There's, there's not a whole lot of people that are you know, across the country that are taking spontaneous Disney trips. So you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But but I just think it's interesting that Disney World has had this bump in attendance just prior to, to the expansion opening. So It's a good sign. It is a good sign. Moving on to the next part of the news. Cars 3, uh, the movie that's releasing later this summer, a preview now will be coming to the one man's dream at Disney Hollywood Studios. Currently they have a preview for the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Once that movie comes out, um, I think May 26th is when that movie comes out, they will shift over to the Cars 3 preview, and that will run through June 25th. So a little little inside information here. I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, the new Pirates movie is actually being held hostage by pirates. Um, apparently some online pirates have hacked Disney servers and somehow got a copy of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And have said that unless Disney pays them a ransom, they're going to slowly release it onto the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> I had heard that this week. <laughs> slowly, but, uh, huh? Yeah, slowly, 20 minutes at a time. Um, so, you know, and we'll see how much that impacts impacts attendance at the movie. But I've, I've heard great things about the new Pirates movie so far. I've heard it's kind of a back to the... Well, it's got the original cast for the most part, so I think it's going to be fun. Yep. And one of our last pieces of news, we have two uh, in regards to Pandora, the world of Avatar, but I'm going to hit the first one and let Pete hit the second one. Uh, Disney's announced new hotel discounts to celebrate the opening of Pandora, the world of Avatar. Guests who are arriving between May 28th and August 31st will now be available to save up to 25% on select rooms uh, at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels when they book. And of, and of course, availability is going to be limited on this, mm-hmm. as it always is. Um, you're probably not going to get the hotel you want. Blah 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 blah. It's again when these these promos are uh, they're great if you can get them, uh, but again you have to kind of accept what is out there. Um, it, kind of the last piece of news that we have is that season pass holder previews have started for Pandora, and I you know I, I guess everything that we've seen so far has been great. The food or the new restaurant. Um, the reviews that I've seen have been very positive. The food's been very well received. Uh, the Navi River Journey, although it has been compared to 
Living with the Land at Epcot. It's been said to be kind of the evolution. No, it's it's been said to be kind of the evolution to that. And if I can add something on uh, on the the news that's come out this week, especially with the um, annual passholder previews, uh, Disney's having having a unique approach for their Pandora, I guess, accessory sales, uh, their souvenir sales, actually. As everyone here knows, uh, Universal has you know knocked it out of the park with the wands for Harry Potter, and I think Disney's counter to that would be the banshees they're offering uh, in the world of Avatar. Uh, it's essentially the flying mechanism that Avatars use to get through their world. Uh, it's just like the um, simulation ride flight of passage that that uh, park goers have gotten to experience, but the banshee sits on your shoulder and is pretty pretty f- like interactive with with folks and guests so it's a it's a pretty neat uh, accessory and I've heard that that wait times for that have been three hours three and a half hours some of the other news the the queue for flight of passage is apparently when it's all open will accommodate up to a three or four hour wait so Disney's obviously expecting this to be very popular and from all of the information that's come out and all the Reviews that we've read so far, um, they're they're correct in their assessment. It, it sounds like it's the next evolution of Disney rides. It sounds like it's going to be great. So we're very excited to see that. Well, from what I've heard to Pete and read, Flight of Passage is going to be as advertised. I've heard it's an absolutely incredible experience. And that please do expect three to four hour waits. Uh, I've heard this would be one of the premier rides in all of Disney World and all of Orlando for that matter. Yeah, so if you're if you're going, if you want to ride it, make sure you get that as your fast pass for Animal Kingdom. Um, you have to choose between again Animal Kingdom when Pandora opens will be going to a tiered fast pass system. Um, you have to choose either Flight of Passage or the Navi River Journey. From what I hear, the Navi River Journey is not going to have as long a lines. It's again, it's a slow moving boat ride. The special effects are apparently incredible, and it's got. One of the most advanced animatronics that Disney has ever put out at the end. That's kind of getting into the, I guess, spoiler range, whatever, if you want to call it that. But uh, So that's exciting. So it's, it's really exciting to see that Pandora has been very well received so far. So anything else for the news? I'm wiped out. How about you, Matt? No, I mean... The only thing that I'll touch on is uh, mobile ordering has come online for the annual pass holders uh, specifically at the restaurant in Pandora and apparently it works really well you order online it, it, it works very much like Chick-fil-A's online pizza frequent Chick-fil-A guy <laughs> I you know it feels great to place your order hit a button and walk in there in front of everybody else and pick up your food and Disney's done the same thing you can order at any time when you arrive outside the restaurant, you press a button, you let them know you're there, they fix your food, and then your phone will send you a message saying your food's ready for pickup, and you just go show them the order number and pick it up. So it sounds like it's going to work out well, and I'm very anxious to see how the implementation of that goes at the other restaurants around the, the world. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty unique. Uh, I'm excited for that. I've got a, a Disney trip planned for later this year, and I don't know. Maybe we ever, maybe everyone can utilize it at some point. We'll see. I hope so. Okay, so if that's the end of the news, we'll go ahead and roll right into our main topic for this evening, which 
Again, it's to stay or not to stay. So whether or not to choose to stay on Disney property. And spoiler alert, I think that all three of us would agree that yes, you should stay on Disney property. We may all have different reasons for that, but I think we can agree that that's a decision that you should make. So just a brief overview. Disney has four categories of resorts. First is the basic value resort. Uh, the value resorts run roughly $100 a night, although based on which season you go to the parks, that'll change a little bit. These are basic rooms. They have pools. There is theming. Um, in fact, at most of the resorts, the theming is kind of over the top. You know, All-Star Sports has huge, they have huge footballs, they have huge baseballs. So the theming is very over the top. These hotels are very popular with kids. And again, these are value resorts. These are for a person who's looking to go to the park, spend a very minimal amount of time in their room, and, and spend the majority of the time in the park. Yeah, you know, Pete, uh, referencing the quote-unquote over-the-top theming, I think the theming's actually fantastic for all the value res resorts and what you're going to get in a consumer. Uh, typically, the people who are using them probably have kids, are probably going to spend, like you said, the majority of the time in the park uh, and and are going to utilize a pool because every kid loves going to the pool. Um, so I, in my experiences as a kid and as a, a young adult, and I do it because I do like utilizing the park time. Um, the theming is, is fantastic and it the hotel will serve your needs extremely well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd agree with you 100%. You're not, you're not going to get a luxury treatment there, but the rooms are going to be clean. They're going to be, for the most part... Close to transportation, uh, with the exception of maybe the Little Mermaid rooms at uh, Art of Animation. But Okay, so moving on, we have the moderate resorts. Uh, the moderate resorts are a little higher priced than the value resorts. They're about $200 a night. And include hotels like the Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, and Port Orleans. These hotels are a little bit nicer than the value resorts. Uh, they have... a a little bit nicer amenities. For the most part, they're going to have bars. Um, they're going to have pools that are a little bit differently themed than the value resorts. For instance, Coronado Springs, instead of having giant characters in their pools, they have a giant Incan temple as a, uh, as a pool theme. So, and, and I would say that they're, the decorating there is a little bit more subdued than it is at the value resorts. You know, particularly Coronado Springs is themed more towards the business traveler, since Coronado Springs is where the convention center is. Yeah, and these and these moderate resorts, I mean, it's a little bit it's a little bit more subdued than I, I guess the value, but it's still a great time. Like you're having, you are getting a little bit more for your buck. I'd put it that way. Yeah, Pete and Pete and I have actually uh, done done a trip together where we stayed at Coronado Springs. Uh, and, and comparing it to my times at a value resort, you do get a little more of an upscale bar if you're into the nightlife. Uh, they do offer uh, some, some dining options that are better than your typical food court. Uh, so you definitely get what you're paying for. And you also get queen beds instead of double beds, which if you're sharing beds between people, that's very important. The value resorts all have double beds in them, so... It's very difficult to fit four people in two double beds in a value resort, whereas you can do it a little bit easier in queen beds in a moderate resort. 
So moving on, the next category that Disney offers is the deluxe resorts. The deluxe resorts are, again, a little bit more expensive, around $300 a night, depending on the season. And these are the really iconic Disney resorts. Contemporary, the Grand Floridian, the Polynesian, the Boardwalk Inn, the Beach Club. When you think of a Disney hotel, these are the hotels that you think of. All these hotels are very unique looking. And they're, they're very appropriately themed to how they look. You know, the Polynesian Resort is Polynesian themed. The Contemporary is themed as a contemporary hotel. The Grand Floridian is themed as you would expect it. And, and if you want to add on to that, you're going to get some of your higher end Disney restaurants here. Uh, to, to use one as an example, Contemporary Resort has the California Grill. The food's incredible. The view is incredible. Um, I've seen wishes from there, and I've seen wishes from the Polynesian beach area. Uh, both are a, a great place to see the fireworks shows. Now, of course, it'd be happily ever after, but you do get a, a pretty unique viewing experience there. And, and I will say also that the Grand Floridian has Victorian Alberts, which is arguably the nicest and best restaurant at Disney World. If you could have just seen Pete's facial expressions <laughs> and <laughs> the gesture he made with his hand, it is top-notch. You can't beat it. Um, one of the cool aspects of a lot of these deluxe resorts, um, you have the monorail system, which is a big treat for kids. Heck, it's a treat for me. <laughs> Thomas used to love the monorail. I know Pete is a big fan. So yeah, that, that's a cool aspect. It's something different you're going to get. Um, if you go to the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you know, you're going to be able to hang out with a giraffe right off your balcony. <laughs> Where, I mean, And speaking to what Matt says, it's, it's cool. look, it's cool to just ride the monorail. Even if you're, even if you're not staying at one of these resorts... It's cool to just go to Magic Kingdom, take the monorail through the middle of the Contemporary, go to the Grand Floridian. You know, you, you can take it to Epcot if you want. It's just a cool thing. And it's really, when I was going to Disney World as a child, we treated it as another ride. Because it, it really was. Oh, it's definitely a ride. So, so finally, the final category is the Deluxe Villas. The Deluxe Villas are mostly going to be Disney Vacation Club rentals. Um, and they're going to be the, the Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary, the villas at the Animal Kingdom, the Boardwalk Villas, the villas at Old Key West Resort. These are going to be locations that are not, they're a little bit more than just hotel rooms. Now, I will say that none of us has been fortunate enough to stay at one of these villas yet, but that they are very accessible. You know, even if you're not a DVC member, you can rent DVC points to stay at these and, and you really get a more home-like experience than you would at any of the other resorts. It's 100% a bucket list item for all of us. And I think Tom has a little bit more to add on it. Yeah. My girlfriend's family has uh, utilized the renting of the points uh, and they've chosen the Saratoga Springs resort and spa. It is, a, it's more of a home-like um, opportunity than, than a resort and a hotel feel. Had a, they had an absolute blast. Uh, the, they had about 10 people go in their group, and everyone could fit in the villa. So it's uh, for larger families or, or for big groups, it's, it's a really good option. Yeah, I was going to say that if you have a larger family, you know, if you have more than four or five people traveling with you, this is really your only option apart from getting multiple rooms is to get a deluxe villa uh, because these are the only rooms that are going to hold six, seven, eight people. All the other Disney hotel rooms are really limited to four or five for the most part. And so if you can't tell by now, we all recommend that you do stay on Disney property. I, it's definitely the way to go in our book. 
you can stay off property. And I think we should talk a little about what you get when you do stay off property. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a couple options staying off property. There are so many hotels just outside Main Gate. You've got all your major chain hotels, all your private hotels. But look, wherever you stay, you know, you're going to pay about $100 a night, $120 a night. So really, is it worth it to, to stay outside the park? for that price rather than get a Disney value resort. And so on that note, let's talk about some of the, the real advantages to staying on Disney property other than just explaining what each type of hotel is. And let's talk about why we, we choose to stay on Disney property. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So the first benefit that you get, and it's something that, Tom, the last time we went to Disney World, we had two days where we didn't get to utilize this as extra magic hours. Uh, when, when you stay on Disney property, there are certain parks, and it's set up on a rotating schedule, Disney sets it up, that have extra magic hours. Now, these could be morning extra magic hours or night extra magic hours. And basically, you get into the park or you stay late at the park, and you're there with just Disney guests. You know, I can add, uh, on, on our trip with uh, when Pete and I were down there together with a group of guys, uh, the first day we went to Epcot, and we felt the pain of staying off property, probably for the first time in in uh, our lives, because Pete and I have always been people who stay on property. And to see that we were at the park just as early as the uh, people on property, but we couldn't go in. You talk about frustrating. Well, you know, and we were waiting in line. The, the Disney guests got in an hour early to Epcot that day, um, and we were waiting in line at the beginning of extra magic hours, but, but you're absolutely right. It was very depressing to be standing in line waiting for the park to open while all the Disney resort guests were walking in. And to, to make matters worse, we had a couple guys who had never been. And so we were trying to really utilize all the time we had. And we tried to convince the, uh, the people running the, the gate, Hey, just let us in, you know, we, we need to go, but, uh, you can't convince them if you're not on property. How did they feel about watching all those other people go into the park when it was their first time at Disney You know, they didn't understand it. Pete and I were sitting there trying to explain how it works and how we can utilize it later in our trip, but just couldn't take advantage of it that day. Yeah, so the the one negative thing I will say about Extra Magic Hours is that, you know, the, the parks that have morning Extra Magic Hours do tend to be a little bit more crowded in the morning than the parks that do not. So that's, that's, that is something to consider. You know, if Magic Kingdom opens an hour earlier... You're going to have a crowd to compete with during those extra magic hours. And one last little bit of information here. If you are staying on Disney property and the parks do get really, really crowded, you have priority over someone that's not staying on Disney property. So you'll be able to enter the park when others cannot if they're at capacity. And that's a big deal. It is. And actually, I went at Christmas one year and Magic Kingdom closed to outside people at, I think, 10 o'clock in the morning. So we were able to get in when other people were not. Second advantage is Disney transportation. And this kind of encompasses both Magical Express, which is transportation from the airport to Disney property, as well as Disney transportation while you're on property. Be that the monorail, be that the buses, be that the boats. Uh, Disney has all kinds of options for transportation. And, and so look, you, you don't have to you don't have to rent a car. You know, you can you can take a flight to Orlando. Magical Express can pick you up at the airport and take you directly to your hotel. Um, they'll move your luggage for you. You can go right to the park and you don't have to worry about it. Now, 
the problem with that is Disney transportation is not fast. Uh, you do have to plan in advance to be able to take to be able to take Disney transportation. And just to clarify, you mean from the airport to Disney? Well, I mean Disney transportation is not fast in general. You know, whether it be taking a bus from your hotel to the park, whether it be taking a bus from park to park, it's it's not fast in general. Now Disney's trying to alleviate that with some new transportation options that cost a little bit extra. But you do still need to plan in advance for that. I'm going to have to disagree. I don't know that it's not fast. Um, It certainly can seem that way if you have a reservation that you're running a little late to. I I hear what you're saying where you kind of have to plan ahead. Uh, You do have to allow a little bit extra time because the bus system is on a loop and sometimes you may catch it right after a bus leaves. Uh, But it certainly is relaxing to know that you don't have to drive anywhere. And let's go back, yeah, exactly, Tom, that you don't have to drive anywhere. Once you get on Disney property and you're staying there, and this is another reason we like to stay on Disney property, you drop the car off. Pete, I'm going to pose a question to you. What happens if you drove to Disney Park, you were staying off property, and you wanted to go somewhere else, you wanted to go back to your hotel? How much more time are you spending doing that than just hopping on the Disney bus, going back to your hotel, taking a shower, getting ready for dinner, and going back to the park? No, I, I agree with you, but have you ever tried to leave Magic Kingdom at closing and get back to one of the all-star resorts? Have you waited in that line before? Because I have. It's a, lo- it's a long line. So, yes, I agree with you. It is definitely quicker than if you were to drive yourself. You know, if again, we're talking about driving yourselves versus using the Disney bus system. If you're on property and you have got to get somewhere... There are times where you do not wait for the bus. You get an Uber. Uh, potentially, Disney has an Uber-like travel system coming out. That If you've got to get somewhere and you have a small window to make a reservation, the buses may not be the best option if you miss it. But as long as you plan your trip accordingly, which we're going to help you do in future podcasts, you will, you will figure out how to plan. Yeah, that, that rolls right into Fast Passes. And, and this is a huge benefit of staying on Disney property, is the ability to make your Fast Pass reservations... 60 days in advance as opposed to 30 days in advance. Um, one quick question, Pete. What is a fast pass? So for our listeners that aren't very familiar with this, fast passes allow you to reserve a time slot on a ride and return to that ride during that time period and have priority boarding for the ride. So you don't have to wait in the regular line with everyone else. You wait in a much shorter line, which for most rides is about five minutes. Which is a huge perk when you think about some lines, as we talked about earlier with Pandora, that are going to be three to four hours in length. I mean, there are rides right now in Disney that are, you know, an hour long. Correct. And, and we do have a show coming up in the near future that's going to be devoted to Fast Passes and how you should choose your Fast Passes. But for now, just know that this is a huge advantage, being able to get your Fast Passes 30 days prior to everyone else. So another advantage of... Staying on Disney property is you get a magic band. And this kind of ties into being in the Disney bubble. It's it's great having this magic band. A, it's a it's a memory of your trip. It's something that you can keep forever. B, and and for me, this is the, the greatest part about the magic band, is that it allows for a seamless trip. You don't even have to carry a wallet with you when you go to Disney World. All you need is your magic band. 
all your food, all your dining, all your drinks, everything can be charged to your magic band. And it, and it really keeps you in that Disney bubble. In addition to what Pete said, um, your magic band is obviously everything. But when you want to go take a picture with a character, if you want to take a picture from a ride you've ridden, you scan your magic band and it actually throws that to your Disney app that you have on your phone at this point when you're planning your, your fast passes daily. Again, we're going to hit on that in a later episode. But um, I've been to Disney World uh, multiple times and gotten a new magic band each time because it really is a, sou- it's a souvenir. You know, I, I Thomas, you wear it. them all at the same time? No, I, I've uh, you only wear the one that is for that trip. Now, when I'm home uh, hanging out on a Saturday, maybe I'll throw them all on and pretend they're Fitbits. I, I don't know. So the one thing I will say about the Magic Band that that I see as kind of a disadvantage is it is it make the Magic Band makes it very easy to spend money. You have no clue how much money you're spending. Pete, do you want to tell people about the money you've spent on a Magic Band? <laughs> I I really don't. Um, well, you know, yeah, actually I will. So my wife and I went about a year ago now. And when I got the bill from Disney for my magic band charges, it was shocking to me. We went for a, I think it was a five day, four night trip. And my bill was somewhere on the order of $700. <laughs> and, and and we had a meal plan. So <laughs> this was all souvenirs and fun, right? souvenirs and fun and food you know tips and drinks and all that all that kind of stuff so it it adds up really quickly and it's really easy to spend money with your magic band because again you just you touch the mickeys together and you enter your pin and you've spent your money and and i'm another negative i guess if you lose the magic band that's tough uh I've, i've been on a trip where one's been lost and it's extremely difficult uh to to get another one and to get everything back settled on the is it is it financially troubling no it's not financially troubling but you know you have to basically prove to disney that hey i've lost my magic band and then you have to set everything up again so i'm thinking out loud i i guess it could be if someone grabbed it and started well but they would but they would need your pin to be able to charge anything and so very true very true but i will say the last trip we had the magic band did not work as seamlessly as yeah, we had some fast pass issues. I we had with we had some did. dining issues. We had yeah. that too. That's right. We had uh, the fast pass issue was in Hollywood Studios uh, on the um, Muppets 3D, and the dining issues actually occurred at Be Our Guest. And let me stress: while we did have some dining issues, Disney took care of this and went above and beyond to make sure we were satisfied with their service. Yeah, absolutely. They they definitely did. They they gave us some free snacks. They. You know, they definitely took care of it, but I've never walked as fast in my life as I did when we walked from, where, where were we walking from? So we just finished Jungle Cruise, and we had to go all the way back up to- To uh, guest services. Ex- exactly. And you're going to hear us reference through this podcast, the Disney Dad Walk. It was kind of a joke at first, but now Pete's a dad, so it's gotten serious. Um, the speed at which he walked- and we were all athletic guys, you know. The speed at which he walked was Olympic pace. He he was uncatchable in the park. Got a quick question: um, Usain Bolt or Pete making his way through Magic Kingdom? Oh man, there was a parade going on too. It, you know what? With Pete knowing the landscape of Magic Kingdom like he does, with a parade going on, I'm giving Pete the edge over Usain Bolt on this one. <laughs> it was a pretty amazing journey. I, I will say that. 
So really the last factor that we have to talk about is cost. And, you know, look, if you compare any, any chain hotel's cost to a Disney value resort, you're pretty much going to be the same. You know, coupled with that, the fact that a lot of hotels in the Orlando area, especially at, at Main Gate, are going to charge you a parking fee and are going to have one shuttle that runs to the park every day. If, if your decision is between staying at a chain hotel at, at the Main Gate or a value resort, I don't know that you have really much of a choice there. What do you guys think? It, it's got to be value. I mean, it, you're going to pay more for your own transportation, for your own parking, uh, when it's all said and done, if you look at the bottom dollar, if, if the room cost is roughly a push, understand that your room cost to Disney World includes your transportation to the parks and your parking in the parks. Uh, and so if that's your if that's your comparison and that's what you're looking at, budgeting for your trip, value is a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and one thing that I've done on every Disney trip that I've gone down for is – the night I've I've gone down the night before I actually officially check into my Disney hotel, stayed at a hotel outside the main gate the night before, gotten up at I mean what four a.m. three thirty a.m. something like that depending on uh, on who I'm with, and uh, and and actually driven to the resort, checked in, activated my Magic Band, all that good stuff, and and Disney will actually hold your luggage for you. They'll put your luggage in your room for you. So you can get to the hotel as early as you want. You just won't be able to get into your room until, what is it, 3 o'clock or, or yeah, something like that? Yeah, roughly 3 or 4, yeah. Look, if, if, you, if you check into your Disney hotel the same day that your va- Disney vacation starts, you're basically wasting a day. Yeah, 100%. So we always go down the night before, stay outside the park, and then, and then go in at... What time, did we get, what time did we get there when we went, Tom? 7 a.m. Uh, 6 a.m. I think we got there. I think we got there at. Um, I mean, it was just. Got, it was just in time to make the bus. We, yeah, so we got to the resort shortly after 6 a.m. We had checked in through the app, and uh, there were four hoodlums running towards the bus, jumping over bushes because we saw an Epcot bus that was uh, <laughs> at last call to board a uh, board hotel guest. So yeah, if you've decided to stay at Disney, it's it's definitely worth it to. Get there as early as you can on the day that you check in. So, in closing on this, I guess look, there's there's a couple of uh, couple of things to consider. First off, is your budget, and and really look at your budget. How much can you afford a night? And are you taking into account all the additional fees that you're going to pay staying outside the park? You know, parking is what twenty dollars at least. I think it's twenty bucks a day. Twenty. Yep. So twenty dollars a day now. I mean that's that's huge. You know, so if 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 your if your offsite property is eighty dollars a night and your Magic Kingdom value or your Magic Kingdom, your Disney World value resort is a hundred dollars a night, if you factor parking in, it's a wash. You know, how much time are you really gonna spend in your room? Do you need to get back to your room? What kind of room do you really need? You know, are you planning on leaving the parks during the day? And how much do you care about staying in that Disney bubble? Is it okay if you leave the Disney bubble? And I think a big a big piece there, though, Pete, is we're going to encourage you not to leave the Disney bubble because you're on vacation. You don't need to add stress to your life. And Disney takes the stress away. You have the transportation. You have everything bundled together as far as meals, park, park, park hopper, uh, golly, everything. I can't talk right now. But you got everything You got everything wrapped up in a nice bow. I agree. And, and ultimately, look, I think all three of us agree that 
you should stay on Disney property. I think it's it's well worth it. The benefits that you get out of staying on Disney property far outweigh the costs. And I think if you compare cost to cost, if you're looking to go as cheap as you can on Disney vacation, if you compare a value resort to any chain hotel right outside Main Gate, the costs are going to be pretty similar. Let's play a little bit of a game here. You have unlimited budget for both of you. Where would you stay and why? Uh, I'll go ahead and start this uh, from the time as a, as a child. I mean, I always thought my answer would be contemporary if I could go anywhere, and it's a great resort. But I, I think I'd like to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge. I, I think that is something that not a lot of people have been able to experience. And, you know, like I said earlier, there's a giraffe that you can say good morning to. <laughs> No, I, look, I 100% agree with you, and look, that that's a great choice. But to me, the Contemporary is the most iconic Disney hotel. So for me, I'm staying in Bay Lake Tower with a theme park view so that if I really want to, I can go back to my room at night and I can watch the fireworks from my room, from my from my balcony overlooking Bay Lake. If I, uh, if I were choosing one, I know I threw it to you guys, but you got me wanting to pick one. It's going to be Polynesian for me. Uh, the first hotel that Heidi and I uh, ever visited on Disney property to watch Wishes, this is again the night before our trip started, but the beach area is really nice, and the entire atmosphere, the theming is incredible. And the lobby smells great, too. <laughs> it does. And, you know, you can't go wrong with the answer. I mean, it's what you want your trip to be. You're, you have unlimited funds. There are people that choose all-star sports, and I, hey, I wouldn't knock you because I love that. Place. Hey, if I have unlimited funds, I'm trying to make those unlimited funds keep going, so I might stay at the all-star resort. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's really all we've got for tonight. Again, I think we've all kind of agreed that you know the, the decision to stay or not to stay is is a pretty easy one. I think that we would all agree that, yes, we would in fact stay on Disney property. So with that, I'd like to turn it back over to Tom. Tom, what do you got for the Disney Secret of the Week for us this this week? Yeah, Pete, I've got a good secret for us tonight. And Disney World's Hollywood Studios, uh, the the Muppet 3D attraction located in the back of Hollywood Studios, actually has a a pretty unique uh, unique sight to it. As you enter the ride, you're going to see the ticket office out to the side. And the sign is going to read that it's closed, but there's a key under the mat. Make sure you lift up the mat because, of course, Disney left a key under the mat. That's all for our secret this week. That's that's funny. And and when we went, we did, in fact, lift up the mat, and the key is, in fact, there. Unfortunately, you can't pick it up off the ground. Otherwise, the key would probably go missing <laughs> the key day, would but... The key would probably be home with us right now. It would be on my key ring. That really can. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for us this week. Looking back at what we've kind of talked about tonight, I, I think we'd all agree that the decision to stay or not to stay is a pretty easy one. I think that we'd all recommend staying on Disney property. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. It really helps us out. Look for our next episode coming up next week. We're really looking to start an argument between the three of us um, <laughs> next week. I think that's going to be uh, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. If you've got any suggestions, please comment, leave some suggestions for what you'd like to hear us talk about. And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening.